So welcome to First Person Seville, the podcast. I'm your host, Charles Lewis, and the co-host of In My Humble Opinion from WVAI 101 Jams. Today's episode features writer and librarian Katrina Spencer, and is based on the essay she wrote for First Person Seville called Public Violence, Our Trusty Companion. Public Violence, Our Trusty Companion was written following the May 2022 Uvalde shooting at Robb Elementary in Texas. The audio prepared to complement this written piece was recorded preceding the November 2022 shooting at the University of Virginia. Katrina was born and raised in Los Angeles and has lived in Charlottesville for about two years. But her thoughts about public violence are timeless and global. They apply to everything from the Rodney King beatings in LA in 1991, to the Westgate shopping mall shooting in Nairobi in 2013, to the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville in 2017, or bomb threats called into our local synagogue, or even recent shootings across town. And figuring out how to deal with violence might just be what it means to be a person right now. In this episode, you'll hear Katrina talk about what it's been like to grow with public violence as a constant but unwelcome presence. Along the way, she started to notice that the news media prescribed emotions for everything from pop culture icons to mass shootings. Today, the amount of public violence and emotions she's told she's supposed to feel have left her overwhelmed. A quick warning. Because Katrina's talking about public violence, some of this content might be difficult to listen to. Katrina takes it from here, starting with growing up in L.A. in the early 1990s. So if we're talking about when I was seven, I remember hmm, Disney princesses, ice cream trucks, Michael Jackson's Remember the Time. My main priority, of course, was going to school <laughs> five days a week. Jurassic Park, Paul, Home Alone, Robin Williams, Marsha Clark, VHS. At that time, I found the news very uninteresting, very chaotic, and very full of violence. Good evening. The war can begin at any time, at any time. Anytime, you know, you would turn on the television, there was some report going on about the Gulf War in Kuwait. I'm hopeful that this fighting will not go on for long and that casualties will be held to an absolute minimum. So... This indoctrination to an awareness of violence started early. The irony of the title of the piece, the public violence, that's, that part is clear. But our trusty companion is really supposed to be a dig at society. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that so explicitly it's so on the nose. A companion is usually someone who is welcome, right? Uh, who's going to accompany you on a journey. Violence, it accompanies on our journey on this thing called life. It is very reliable. I expect it this year and the next, but it's not welcome. On March 3rd, 1991, a bystander filmed this incident showing King unarmed, on the ground, being kicked, tased, and hit repeatedly by the four officers. When it came to the Rodney King beatings, I was very young, under the age of 10. I think that that particular incident felt more personal because it was, in my opinion, racially motivated. Um, and it was against a person who looked like me. And it was very close to my home. 
For the City of Angels, it was a hellish night, and in contrast to the riots of 65, the violence this time was carried live on TV. However, we didn't really have a critical dialogue within my household about violence. The news presented us information, and we didn't ask questions. Around the time that I hit the double digits, Seinfeld, Buster Rhymes, the Macarena, JTT, there was a shift that happened in the household. So I was in inner city Los Angeles, and uh, my mother decided to move to Santa Ana uh, in Orange County. So we moved away from a predominantly Latinx and Black community. It was my first time attending a school in a predominantly white district. And that particular school, it had activities that were going on that I had not encountered before when I was in the inner city. Planting a garden, putting on um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as a stage play. Oh, and then uh, we were reenacting the Oregon Trail. I remember that was my first introduction to the harmonica. Left Eye, Titanic, CDs. A massive car bomb exploded outside of a large federal building in downtown Oklahoma City. And Shabby. that is when the Oklahoma City bombing happened. More than 500 people were already in their offices, and at least 50 children were in a daycare center on the second floor. A decision was made that our class was going to write into the local newspaper and uh, express our sentiments, regrets, and condolences to the victims who experienced the fallout following the Oklahoma City bombing. Following that, my civic duty had been completed. Right, something tragic and on a tremendous scale occurred that perhaps rocked the nation. And by writing a few words of condolences, my debt to society was fulfilled. And then following that, after leaving Santa Ana, we likely never spoke about the Oklahoma City bombing again. And one of the things that I bring up in the piece is really about what the, the impact that these episodes of violence have on the nation and on the psyche. What is an authentic response? Who do we love? Who do we like? Do we have the sentiments that we are being told that we're supposed to have at a certain time? You've got mail. Jerry Springer, Destiny's Child, Napster. High school was very traumatic for the normal reasons and for other reasons as well, right? Your body starts to change. Um, and it does things that you don't want it to do. <laughs> and uh, I had to really organize my life in a way mm, that was sort of uncomfortable. I was being bused to a predominantly white institution. Uh, so for those four years, in some regard, I was very much a cultural interloper. I was in that community, but I was not of that community. Mm -hmm. And I remember having physical education, and it was probably about second period where we got the announcement that the Columbine massacre had occurred. The investigation into the high school massacre is slow moving and dangerous. Uh, once again, to recap, 15 people dead, 16 people hospitalized, five of them in critical condition. Live tonight, and Milton, Colorado. I was very detached from the event. Um, these were white, children, youths, killing other white children and youths. And I was a black youth within a white community getting this announcement. So 
I think I learned very early on um, emotional detachment. And it's not something I'm proud of, but it was a survival tactic and a survival mechanism. And then after that is when 9-11 happened. Apparently, a plane has just crashed into the World Trade Center here in New York City. And the media, the news channels, uh, started playing these images over and over again of the smoke billowing out of one of the towers. Another one just hit. Something else just hit. A very large plane just oh flew directly over my building, and there's been another collision. Can you see it? I yes. can see it on this shot. There's a narrative within the United States that everyone was sad, everyone was shocked, and everyone was experiencing grief. And I think I was, quote-unquote, supposed to. Uh, today, we've had a national tragedy. I didn't feel like the people who were attacking were trying to attack 14-year-old African-American girls from the inner city. I think they were attacking something much larger, right, that has to do with politics and power and oppression, for example. I did not feel any less safe following 9-11, and I think I was supposed to. And I've ordered that the full resources of the federal government uh, go to help the victims and their families and, the, and to conduct a full-scale investigation to hunt down and to find those folks who committed this act. And that is one of the things that comes up with sort of the pop culture moments that I mentioned. Who do we love? Who do we like? Adele, the Obamas, Ta-Nehisi Coates, Idris Elba. When it came to pop culture, the media would say, this is the person who is handsome this week. These are the people that we want you to respond to. What is an authentic response? And also these tragic events. Madrid train bombing, Sandy Hook shooting, Virginia Tech shooting, Norway attack, Boston Marathon bombing, Westgate shopping mall attack in Nairobi, schoolgirls kidnapping in Nigeria, church shooting in Charleston. The media seem to be instructing the American populace and saying, this is what you should feel and we need you to sustain that feeling for a while. Orlando nightclub shooting, white supremacist terrorist attack in Charlottesville, homicide of Breonna Taylor, murder of Ahmaud Arbery, murder of George Floyd, United States Capitol attack, shooting in Buffalo, shooting in Laguna Woods, school shooting in Uvalde, Henderson, Tulsa, Houston, Philadelphia shooting. There's, there's no way that I can maintain that information in my mind. I think that a certain desensitization occurs. I can't, for example, hear about three, four, five different episodes of violence on the news every night and be sensitized to each one. The fact that I haven't owned a television since about 2006 might be indicative of that desire to detach, not only from the violence, but from being told what it is that I'm supposed to feel and when. Politely, as politely as possible, uh, I don't think that I have the answers. I don't know if I need to have them either. Um, hmm. I think part of a thread in the piece is the sense of helplessness. I don't have a compass. And do, do I have a suggestion? I'm not sure that I do. Katrina Spencer is a writer and librarian. 
You can find her first-person Seville essay, Public Violence, Our Trusty Companion, at VinegarHillMagazine.com. Read more of Katrina's work at her website, K-A-T-L-E-E-S-P-E.com. Now, we want to hear your story and tell the story of our community together. So share your perspective with First Person Seville at SeavilleInclusiveMedia.com slash projects. The First Person Seville podcast is a production of Charlottesville Inclusive Media. It's hosted by me, Charles Lewis, and the In My Humble Opinion talk show. Like what you hear? Then subscribe and follow us at imhotalkshow.org. This episode was produced by Kelly Jones. News clips were sourced from ABC, CBS, and NBC. Music was from Epidemic Sound. The IMHO theme music was from God Vibes by Miguel and Morris and NYC Bangers on Production.